This time for real. Yeah. This is definitely the first time we've done it because we are professional podcasters, Dwayne. Exactly. This isn't because we forgot to hit record. This is all fresh stuff. Fresh and ready to go. Yeah. I'm Dwayne, and that is... Oh, yeah, and I'm Tyler. And we're uh, Sci-Fi Saturdays with the Z. Yeah, with the Z. All right. And we're going to do Tyler's one, or top 10 today, and then... The week after, we're going to do my top 10. Yes. So. so, this is top 10 science fiction stories yes. or content or... Yeah, they can be a story, movie, TV show. Yeah, they can be all kinds of things. Has yeah. to be, all the rules has to be science fiction. Yes, correct. So, <laughs> oh man. Let's never stop. <laughs> Let's always check to make sure we record in the future because this is weird. No. Are you prepared to act like you've never heard this before? I am. Okay, cool. So, Dwayne, number 10 <laughs> uh, is a book that hasn't been published yet. Is it okay if I do that? Yes, do tell. Do okay. Tell. So, this is a book. I helped write, but all the cool parts don't have anything to do with me, so I don't feel bad about including it on this list. Like, as a writer, I always feel weird and awkward about promoting my own stuff, but this is the only story where I, like, enjoy talking about it with other people because all the coolest parts of the story have nothing to do with me. I just filled in some blanks. Okay, okay. So, it was written by my grandpa. Um... But he only wrote like two two thirds of it. He didn't write the ending, and there's some loose ends that I had to tie up. And uh, it is a science fiction story. And uh, so this, what I'm about to say, is all him. This is like the elevator pitch, the one sentence summary, and all of this has to do with him. And it's so awesome that I I just had to finish writing it. Are you ready, Dwayne, for the sentence that you've never heard before? <laughs> I am totally ready. For okay, the here it goes. Before. So it's about using family history and time manipulation to fight an alien occupation in the future. So in the future, the Earth has already been taken over. Like the humans lost. And uh, there's a resistance who finds out certain information that I can't tell you because it's a spoiler. But they want to manipulate the past to try and fight in the future and win back the earth and all of that is from my grandpa none of that is an original idea for my brain that's all him what are you gonna do if you like become a bestseller um i don't know probably like give myself a high five or something <laughs> <laughs> like what do you mean <laughs> just say you know like it becomes it's like it was like these none of my stuff are mine but like oh it's not like he's not getting the, it's not like he's getting the money <laughs> Well, yeah, but it's not like... He'd be, like, honored. Yeah. Well, like, I think if I were to publish it, like, we would both... Our names would be on the cover, because mm. even though he had two-thirds of the story when I rewrote it, but like, I, I rewrote everything he did. I just kept the ideas. Both names on the cover, but only one can get the money. Well... It's like Game of Thrones. That's true. But, but the other thing about <laughs> writing is... There isn't really any money, so you don't have to worry about that. <laughs> it's true. We're not, I guess I'm, I'm not. You're, I'm, you're not J.K. Rollins or uh, no R.R. Martin. <laughs> That's true. Oh, I'm kind of like R.R. Martin because I don't publish books anymore. 
<laughs> How long has you been writing that book? Just forever? Yeah, dude, like, the, there wasn't there, like, an eight-year gap between one of them? I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm not a Game of Thrones person, but I'm pretty sure he hasn't published a book since the show started. And the show's over, and it went for, like, six years, didn't it? Yeah, and he still has two more books to do. <laughs> yeah. He's like, this is another fantasy guy. Do you know, what's his name? He wrote The Name of the Wind. Hold on. Do you have it? I don't know. Oh, Patrick Rothfuss. Do you know I've that guy? I've never heard of that. Ever. So someone gave us his book in 2014, his first book. And they're like, it's a really good book, but he hasn't finished it yet. It's a trilogy. And we're like, okay, well, we'll read it now. And then by the time we get to the third book, it'll be out. And that was in 2014. And it's still not out yet. <laughs> and they had already been waiting for years and years for the third one to come out. Well, when know. you're a millionaire, like you can do whatever you want. It's a friend. fantasy thing. Like these guys just like sit on these books forever, and it's, it's just, like get them yeah. out there, man. They Science them- fiction would never do that to you. <laughs> yeah, Star Wars. <laughs> the story hasn't been out for like it was waited for like what thirty years. Well, okay, okay, <laughs> thirty years. He was yeah, but he always said he was never going to do it, and then he would always surprise <laughs> us and be like, "Yeah, I'm actually doing it." Yeah, he was like that. He like that. And George, it's never going to be like that again. We'll George have Star Lucas, Wars still forever. George Lucas is like that old man that like forgets. I know. It's great. <laughs> I miss George Lucas all the time. Hey, Jeff Favreau's there. That's true. Or Faggy. Not Favreau. Faggy. He's not. He's not. The one like, with the big cowboy hat. Oh, that's uh, Filoni. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, because they know each other and stuff. Yeah. That's true. He's like the, the new George Lucas. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We talked about that one. Number 10. Good. Mm-hmm. Now number nine, the another one that you've never heard before. <laughs> it is a it's a rock album. Also, when I was writing my notes, I would add too many L's in the word album. I put an L before and after the B because I don't know how to spell <laughs> album. L rock album. Rock album. <laughs> That's too many. You're, saying, you're just saying rock album. <laughs> yes. <Yeah, see? laughs> You know all the radio tricks doing <laughs> how to pronounce album. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, that sounds silent terrible. L. There's the, supposed to be another L in there. Yeah, the, the silent L. You, you found it. Uh, so it's a concept album. <laughs> uh, Our Lady Peace is the band, and this East album is called Spiritual Machines. They are Canadian, right? Oh, yeah. They're very Canadian. Where are they from? Ontario? Ontario. I think they got their start. In Montreal, maybe? But they got big in Ontario. Mm. They go on tour all the time. I've seen them, like, a whole bunch of times. Okay. They're great live. We saw them in the Starlight Room once. That's Mm. the best venue in Edmonton. And that was my favorite band, and it was a good night. It was magical? It was magical. Okay. Did they play the song? They, okay, let me tell you. (laughs) They... They played all these songs, but also they've gone on tour and they just played this CD. Like they went for like an anniversary or something and it was just like a spiritual machines night and they just played the CD from front to back. It was great. I loved it so much. Hmm. And then like they took a break and then they did like a regular set. So you wouldn't know what was coming next, but it was great. I loved it. But spiritual machines is, um, it's science fiction because uh, it's based on a book by 
uh, what's his name? Raymond Kurzweil. And he's like a futurist who's imagining what the future is going to be like. Like Elon Musk futurist? Yeah, but like he pays his taxes. <laughs> you don't pay taxes when you're a billionaire. <laughs> Everyone knows that. I know, but they should. <laughs> they should pay you taxes at that point. Well, I'm fine with that. Either way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and the Rain Maida, the lead singer, was writing songs. And the lead guitarist, Mike Turner, had bought this um, Age of Spiritual Machines book and was reading it to the band while they were touring. And uh, it they decided to like frame their whole next album after it. <laughs> <laughs> so that's... So the whole thing is like uh, a concept album about science fiction. And let me read you. Uh, they they also got the the author to uh, narrate like small sections of the books in between some of the tracks. And so this is one of the quotes from the, from the book that they used on the CD. So the year is 2029. The machines will convince us that they are conscious, that they have their own agenda worthy of our respect. They'll embody human qualities. They'll claim to be human and we'll believe them. Hmm. Does that sound like science fiction? Yeah, it sounds like science fiction. It sounds like science fiction. The right real. would tell you that's immigration. You should say that thing you said <laughs> the first time, too. Oh, like the, the better than the world? They're better than the Transformers. Or not Transformers. Terminator? Yeah. Better than all the Terminators? All up the Terminators. The, except one and two. One and two, classics. Um, Three and the rest of them? garbage it's been many years since i've seen the first two but i remember the first one is really dated like they go to a literal discotheque oh interesting fact about the first one yes the first one is actually a horror yes oh yeah like i didn't realize that until i was like the things is like oh it's like it is a horror because he comes out of nowhere yeah. he like i think that's one of the things about why james cameron does really good sequels is because he switches the genre because Alien, the first Alien's a horror, but the second one's an action movie, and it's the same with Terminator. Yeah, but he didn't do the first Term Aliens. I know, but he he knew to change it for the second one, not retread. That's true. Yeah. Neither of those movies are on my list. <laughs> but that's not to say they're not bad, or that they're not good. <laughs> <laughs> they just aren't on my list. Okay. Okay. It's really defeatist to have to do this all again. <laughs> Sorry. Rally. Rally. Okay. Number eight. Planet of the Apes. Mm. <laughs> Are we talking like Orig the Spielberg Planet of the Apes? <laughs> There's no Spielberg Planet of the Apes. Who did this do the, the second one? The remake. The first remake. Uh, that was... That was Spielberg. No, that was Tim Burton. Yeah, sorry. Tim Burton's Planet of the Apes? <laughs> no, not Tim Burton's. That's the worst Planet of the Apes. <laughs> uh, but with the best costumes. Yes, the best... Costumes, so you claim. I have no way to back this up because I will not watch it again. <laughs> but I will look at pictures on the internet and try and compare them. Yeah, because they're not wearing clothes in this other one. It's all CG. That's true. They're all. That's, that's all motion capture. Yeah, that's like no. That's not even. Yeah, that, that's all motion capture in the new remake. Yeah. The old, but the Tim Burton one. That's all the real people in suits. That'd be so hot. Can you imagine how sweaty. Yeah, they were like in a desert are? too. Ugh, gross. All the humans could talk in that one, too. It didn't make any sense. I didn't like it. Well, they update it. And then the end, when they like goes back in time, and it's an ape world. Abraham Lincoln. Remember? Yeah, that didn't make any sense. It didn't make any sense. <laughs> A whole movie didn't make any sense. None of it. Garbage. Uh, but the original Planet of the Apes was awesome. 
Oh, with um, I can't remember. Charlton Heston. There we go, Charlton Heston. Yeah, he was great. Uh, awesome story. Awesome twist at the end. How it's the really, Statue of Liberty. Yeah. Spoilers. Blow it up. Uh, they blew it up. They blew it up, and then he punches the sand. Yeah, he's really emotional about it. And that girl he's riding with has no idea what's going on because she. She doesn't even understand they didn't treat, what That was the, probably the only bad part of that. They didn't really treat women very good back then. Oh, no. She is... Well, she only has one line. I think she only has one line in two movies. Because yeah. she's in the second one, too. Yeah, she only talks in the second one. She didn't talk in the first one. I don't think she says... She says one word in the second one, I think. She doesn't even yeah. have, like... It's just Taylor, that guy's name. Taylor. Yeah, see? It's they terrible. Did, they did not take, treat women good back when yeah. they made Planet of the Oops. No, it wasn't very good. Um, but it was one of those movies that my mom, who loved science fiction, raised us on. And so we used to quote it a bunch as kids because we were weird kids, I guess. That part where he's Charlton Heston is in the cage and he's getting sprayed with a hose and he's like, it's a madhouse. We used to say that all the time. And we used to call my one sister Cornelius all the time for some reason, but I don't know. Cornelius. So it was good times. Did you watch this, ever watch the Simpson? Uh, oh, right. Video? <laughs> Dr. <laughs> Zayas, Dr. Zayas. <laughs> but I want to. It's so <laughs> funny. I love Planet of the Apes jokes. Uh, Maybe if I treat the Tim Burton movie as a joke, I would enjoy it more. No. Like it's a satire or something. No. No? The, okay. the movie's just bad. I tell you, the only thing good about it is like the, the costumes. Because they just went in such detail. And like they showed them like getting because I wa- I watched that one when I think it was a teenager, yeah. and they I just watched the behind the scenes of them putting it together, and I was like just amazed because I was like wow the fact that you guys like had to sit and because of all the facial expressions that's their faces yeah like it's not like it's not like the original where you could only yeah open your mouth and close your mouth you couldn't even articulate your lips yeah or anything. those guys can like those guys have like tons of makeup and like even like even the Extras had tons of makeup. Like, I don't know how much money that, like, that was an expensive movie. Probably, yeah. They probably didn't make a ton, ton of, well, it must have because they made like five sequels. No, 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 not the, uh, oh, the original or the, yeah, uh, first Tim Burton one. Yeah, that made like one. Yeah, no, it didn't make any money and everyone hated it. Yeah. The new ones are good though. But you don't like them, do you? Uh, I don't like the third one. Oh, right. The third one. I like the, I like one and two. Yeah, and I don't like the fact that they're just like still small. Oh right, apes. Yeah, yeah we should, wanted to see them like skip a few generations so they could like evolve more. Exactly, and it actually really show uh, Caesar guy because I don't, I really don't think Caesar did anything. He was just like <laughs> these monkeys with him, and they like never showed. Like, or he was he, like the leader of them, though. and they're not monkeys; they're apes. Sorry, they're apes. That's offensive. Yes, because apes are. One step higher than humans, according to the monkeys. No, oh, sir. Oh, yeah, monkeys <laughs> are one step higher than humans. Yes. Uh, no, but they, because he didn't, like, he led them, but it didn't make any sense because I'm like, even if he was, like, it would be nicer to show him with a, them with a society. Yeah. Because I'm like, they're, they're, your population's way too small. Yeah. And I, don't, I don't know what you did if California had a snowstorm. Like, you guys are all dead. Because <laughs> you're not wearing clothes. <laughs> That's true. Does that does the third one take place in California? No, they travel in the third one, don't they? The second one takes place in California. They're in the Redwoods. 
Yeah, but the third one, don't they travel somewhere where it does snow? Yeah, which again doesn't make sense because they're monkey, they're apes. And last time I checked, the uh, chimpanzees, you put them in some snow weather, they're not going to be. So well, then they would put the clothes on that you want so desperately. <laughs> That's when they would start fashioning those. Like in the original, all the chimps wore the same clothes, all the gorillas wore the same clothes, and all the orangutans wore the same clothes. But I did like the in number two when they uh, the evil monkey guy. Oh yeah, he was good. Crazy Scarface. Yeah, man, I want to watch those movies again. Is it appropriate for a six-year-old? Do you think? Is it too scary? The first one wasn't. I'd say the second one is. Oh. Dude, like he kills he throws he throws one of them down on the ground. Throws one of them down on the ground? Yeah, like one of the What's bad about that? One of the like he shows them dying. Oh okay. <laughs> and then he shoots some people oh, and murders people. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> well fine. I won't let him watch them. I think those parts might be uh I'll wait. I'm excited though. <laughs> Do you think I, I tried to watch the first one with him the other day? How'd that go? Yeah, he went off and did something else. <laughs> and, and then I was just watching Planet of the Apes, Charlton Heston by myself. That's funny. <sighs> Someday. Okay, next one. Are you ready? ready? Number seven on my list of awesome science fiction content is War of the Worlds, the book. H.G. Wells wrote it 1897. It's my favorite classic science fiction from that era. Interesting. That was a. Uh, that's the one that got people going uh, crazy in New York City. Yep, or somewhere else. Was it New York or was it London? New York. Oh, after that move, after after the not the book, but after they turned it into a screenplay, that is why you cannot make uh, newscasts in movies look real. Yeah, because of that. <laughs> yep. There you go. Eh? And uh, so I have here in my notes that the movies based on the War of the Worlds are no good. Spielberg one <laughs> is good. It's all about survival. That's, like, that's when he, like when he, I don't when, dispute when, these things. That when, it's he murder, about survival. When, he, when he murders that guy because he's like, that's in the book too. Well, in the movie, that's an amalgamation of two different characters in the book because mm. they keep wandering around trying to survive. He's also by himself. I don't think he has a little girl with him. No, because that was, I think, added in the... Yeah. That's a Spielberg thing to have a family. But the... Uh, so the reason why the they don't work as movies is the same reason it doesn't really work as a book. And it's a story structure problem. So the the climax of... There is no climax to that, that story. Like, the protagonist doesn't do anything. No. They add stuff in the movie. Like, he well, has, the like, per- the grenades and, like, blowing stuff up. Like when he gets sucked oh, and, up in that thing. Yeah, he doesn't do anything. But that's not in the book. And like the way Well, the there are like squid things in the book. They're, uh, they're, they're like tripods. Yeah, they're yeah, squid. They're not, Whoa. They're not, yeah, they're like Where's little. They're little. Uh... Oh, there it is. This is what the first version of this book I read. For the video people. And yeah, let's see if we can find a picture. Yeah, see? They have beaks. And they're squiddy. And they're from Mars. And they're from Mars, and they pick people up. Anyway, that's the first version of that book I read. And, um, yeah, it doesn't work because the story structure is wrong. But it's <laughs> it's the best for what they could do at the time. Like, um, the fact that the way the humans win is that 
the aliens just die because they yeah. they get sick or whatever. Because what's, what's that that makes sense. But if you can travel from Earth to Mars, you would know about those things, or you would wear a suit of some kind. Yeah. Well, okay. I thought of that when people said that, but I just thought of this. Would you though? Yeah. If well, we went to Mars, we would wear a suit. Yeah, we wear a suit, but that doesn't mean that you're you're fully protected because you're that's, still that's true. You're still getting. You don't know what you have to filter and what you don't. No. And we 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 would assume like oh I have it all protected but like maybe it's a, a, a pathogen like what is a, pa- a pathogen that like stays on your suit yes that's and then true. you take off your suit and then now you have the yep. infection that's like um, <laughs> when they first went to the moon when they came back like Neil Armstrong and those guys they had to be in quarantine for a few weeks they didn't just let them go out yeah they yes. don't do that anymore or they didn't do that towards the end of the Apollo missions but when they first did um, yeah so like. So, but the other thing about that, so logically, yeah, you're right. But there's a story and concept. They're, are, they're taking people's blood. Like, there's no way your dad's clean. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, you're right. <laughs> but the, uh, so there's a story concept of, like, at the end of the story, if the problems just get solved magically, mm. it's uh, called, oh, it's Latin. I know how it's spelled, but I don't know how to pronounce it. But it translates to God out of the machine. Well, see, that's how it ends in the book. Yeah. Or, I mean, in... And the, the book mo- is wrong to end it like that. I think it ends it like that. because he probably ra- Because he probably runs out of time. <laughs> well, it's just because... His publishers are probably like, we need this book now. So, the origins of that kind of ending, the God out of the machine ending, is like old Greek plays. Oh. Where everything would be all dramatic and no one knows what's what. And then a literal God character... Oh, would say would come on stage and be like, "You're gonna marry him, and you're gonna marry him, and you're dead, and this is all solved," and then the play would be over instead of actually writing a real ending. So it's the same. It's the same thing. That's the God out of the machine. The do do sex machina or something Mo like machina, that. Yeah. yeah, that's um. It's the same thing on Jurassic Park when the T Rex comes and just eats the raptors. That's the same kind of ending where it's like they don't really do anything. It's just this thing coming out of nowhere solves all their problems. Which doesn't make sense because the T-Rex all of a sudden doesn't make a sound. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so it's the same issue. And it's the same issue in the book, but I I still love it. Okay. I love everything right up to the ending. And then I'm like, well, whatever. I'd still love the rest of it. <laughs> but the reason that the movies suck is because they haven't learned that they need to make a real ending and can't use the book's ending. Well, I don't like. Okay, before you could take. <laughs> okay, what? What, Dwayne? The only way you could do it though is I'm tired of these movie endings where they're like <laughs> they solve the problems because we're gonna go to Marvel for a second when they have that or and not Marvel and uh, X Men did it. We're like X Men is terrible. Mostly. Yeah, like yeah, like that big giant like a uh, pyramid that's in the middle of nowhere, and they're like, what? we saved the world. It's like pyramid. no. Yeah, like remember uh, when? No, sorry, not the pyramid. That's not uh, in Guardians of the Galaxy number two when the that thing explodes and destroys like the town. Oh no, no, it was in X Men too. Was when they're like uh, fighting the what's his name the Magneto. 
No, not Magneto, the other bad guy. Oh, Apocalypse? Yeah. When they're fighting oh, him yeah. and, he, and he makes a big thing, and they're like, yeah, we saved the world. I'm like, no. No, you destroyed the world, man. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> see, that, that's why, like, you can't make the aliens su- too superpowered if you're going to have the, the humans win. Because then it's like, yeah, you save, you stop them, but your population is never going to recover from oh, this yeah, collapse. Absolutely. Yes, I agree. That's yeah. It's, <laughs> well, that that like becomes a plot when in Civil War, where they're like, "You guys got to stop saving the world so much because you're killing so many people when you save yeah. the world." Yeah. Independence Day uh, resurgence is the same thing. Oh man, I love the first Independence Day. Oh, why didn't I put that on my list? <laughs> Dang it! All these movies now I'm thinking of. Are right. you gonna put it on your list? Oh, it's there, oh, my friend. I love Independence Day. Welcome to Earth. <laughs> Except it's with an F. Welcome to Earth. <laughs> yes. And he punches him. So good. Uh, okay. Which doesn't make sense. Why? That it hurts him? Because it's, no, it's a suit. No, because it's a suit. Yeah, absolutely. No, Will Smith is really good at punching. He punched <laughs> through that suit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. What a great movie. Uh, number six on my list Minority Report, directed by Stephen. Yeah, I wasn't Spielberg. A fan. I wasn't a fan. Of you don't like Minority Report? It wasn't like it wasn't like wow. I remember some people liked it, and I was like, yeah, it's man, nice. I love that movie. It's all right, but it's not like it's not like wow. It's not Independence Day. Should have swapped them out. <laughs> Dang it! But uh, the Minority Report TV show, I like that. Even oh, though I didn't canc- even watch even it. Even though they canceled it after one season, but <laughs> I heard it was. It's like a continuation, isn't it? Yeah, it's like a precog who's trying to live a normal life or some nonsense. Yeah, he's a cop. Well, no, he follows this cop lady. Oh, he follows the cop, and and it, but it it, it it's I, the boy precog. Yeah, because the, well, they they introduce all of them. Oh, okay, because Agatha is the most powerful precog. Yeah, they show they show what they they show what they can do. So they show that the one boy he can feel people's emotions. Oh, and tell what they're gonna do. Yeah, the other one can tell. He can he does it through, like he can tell like when they die. Yeah. So he like he was like making people like money off dead people because he just like oh I know your bank account because he know he just know because they died and he would know their bank account information when they died because he could go to the bank right you can be like because when they ask you questions like oh what's their oh he he so he was he, he just, stealing their identities yeah like and they call him and they're like he's like oh I, I only do it for people know that about are dead this, I don't know about this I'm not explaining very well but like <laughs> it, and yeah she's she's. He is the most powerful, but like they just whatever reason, Fox cancel it. Fox, Fox doesn't like, believe in any of their shows. They always get canceled right away, or they just go too long. Did you ever watch Fringe? No. Oh, was that on your list? No. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty good. We didn't finish it though. <laughs> but there's a couple of seasons that are really awesome. Joshua Jackson. Yeah. Conroy. Canadian. <laughs> is that his Mighty Ducks character? Yeah. Yeah. Kevin Conway. <laughs> What a great show. I mean, movie. I didn't watch the show. Dude, you need to watch that show. I know. I heard, you guys were talking about it on your other podcast. I'm like, I, I should watch that. Except that for, show. I have a confession. What? That girl on that show, that um, the girl from Gilmore Girls. Oh, yeah. I can't stand her. I can't watch anything that she's in. Like, when they announced that Mighty Ducks TV show, I'm like, yes, I'm going to watch this. And then they announced the cast. I'm like, no, I'm good. <laughs> Uh, is she in it a lot, or can I skip those parts? Uh, she is in it a lot, but it's not about her. I don't know. We'll see. Does she talk really fast? Yeah. That's <sighs> no, I can't. It's the way they talk. Just bonkers. 
but they they touch on a lot of cool things on that movie. Like they uh, they have a a lesbian couple in it. They have a people a guy that like comes from a broken home. They have they show like family like a family that's like obsessed with winning. Like they 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 touch a lot on a lot of stuff that like normal people have. That's good. Yeah, I'm not opposed to anything except that actress. <laughs> For some reason, she gets under my skin. And it really upsets me. And I probably should grow up. And... <laughs> but whatever. Minority Report. I love it. Uh, do you know Philip K. Dick? Yes. So that's a Philip K. Dick story. Ooh. It's based off of Philip K. Dick. As well as like a whole bunch of other science fiction movies. Like Blade Runner is based off a book of his. Is that on your list? No. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's not very but it's okay, but it's it's whoa, weird. Whoa! Uh, yeah, I, do I actually haven't seen those movies, but I do agree with you. But <laughs> I've re- I read the book, and I'm like, well, this is weird. Like the book, have you read the book's called "Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep"? Uh, no, I used to have it. I don't know if I still. I have not read the book. It's weird. Like it starts with the TV uh, shows. The movies weird. Oh yeah, it starts with like the second one's really weird. I know. I want to watch it. I just haven't. The there's like a husband and wife who are having an argument, but they want to have a better argument. So they like take these stimulants so that they can argue more effectively or something. It's weird. He's a weird guy. You can tell he wrote in the seventies when drugs were a thing. He wrote, he wrote a whole book about how drugs are bad and it killed all his friends. (laughs) And it's a science fiction book based on the true story. (laughs) (laughs) It's called a scanner darkly. Have you ever, I haven't heard of that one. It's a, it's a movie too. It's weird though. Like uh, it's Keanu Reeves and uh, Robert Downey Jr. before his comeback, and oh, okay. uh, it's cell shaded. Robert Downey Jr. plays such good bad guys. I wish he played bad guys more. He's a uh, like a drug addict in this one. Oh, accurate. But I think it was <laughs> after his troubles. But no, he plays a good bad guy. He was in um, uh, U.S. Marshals. He was. Yeah, he oh, was. Yeah. I need to watch that because Fugitive is so good. Yeah. It's a sequel. Yeah, he's he's and he's a bad guy in it. I was like, yes, you're such a good bad guy. Does he have a goatee? No, he does not. Oh. It's clean shaven. Oh, he's like the opposite. Like the bad version of Robert Downey Jr. has no yeah. goatee. This is like I think this is that one was the one before he became a big star. Oh, okay. Uh, let's see. Did I say all my stuff about Minority Report? Anyway, I love that movie. It's fair. Uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. Number five. It's about magic. Oh, is it the one that's, um, where the two magicians are the same person? Yeah, it is. (laughs) (laughs) It's called The Prestige. There we go. And it's definitely science fiction. Because all the tricks are either illusions and they show you how they do them. Or it's based off of a Tesla invention, and he uses science to invent things. And the duplicate, yeah, you know, yeah, it's a cloning it. machine. <laughs> that was messed up. The one thing I didn't get, like, he's like, "Wow, well, he still has them." I was like, "Just bury them, man. Just bury them." Yeah. Well, <laughs> I think he was on his way to get rid of them, wasn't he? And then that's when he got caught. I don't know why. The, but the he had he had a ton, like there's no way he could get rid of that many. <laughs> yeah, he probably should have. Maybe there was some logistical reason, like he couldn't just start burning them. <laughs> Why do you have, why do you, and he just, like, not that, like, like, he doesn't just leave them. No, they're, like, below in the, the water. Yeah, yeah, like, I was like, what do you do? At least, like, put a blanket over it or something. <laughs> yeah. 
I don't know. Let's, let's just put them in the ground. Let's be on nice. <laughs> like, don't like just murder these people. Like, is that the, murder or suicide? The first one is murder. It's not suicide. He no. kills himself. No. <laughs> okay. I think if you kill yourself, you're still a murder. They said I heard that in DS DS9. Oh. There's a cloning machine in DS9? There's a guy that clones himself. Oh yeah. And he kills himself to try to get away. And they they arrest him and he's like, murder <laughs> you still murder even if you murder yourself, it's still murder. <laughs> oh, interesting. That's great. Does Odo say that? He's yeah. my favorite character. <laughs> yeah, Odo's the one that says it. Oh, he was probably so grumpy when he said it too. Yeah. Murdering yourself is still murder. <laughs> What a great show. Oh, man. That's not on my list either. What I'm a you, fool, man. What, what am are you I doing? doing? <laughs> oh. So number five is The Prestige. I mean, Deep Space Nine. <laughs> <laughs> the prestigious Deep Space Nine. There you go. You oh, hey, Put both of them in there. There you go. Eh? Uh, no, but the Prestige, like, I didn't understand the Prestige. I still don't understand well, what, it. What, I'll help you. What part didn't you understand? The whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. We have to take a quick break. We have to watch a movie. We'll be right back. <laughs> like I, I like I understood like like they they were trying to one up each other, but like yeah. I didn't understand like the cuz they're obsessed with magic for some reason. Yeah. And I, uh, I didn't understand the Tesla thing and I was like, "Why is Tesla here? Why?" <laughs> uh I think he had built something for someone else and so Hugh Jackman was going there to like investigate. And then Ended up discovering the cloning machine. And I can't remember the reason he goes there, but that that movie's also crazy because yeah, and at the, one point and he buries the hats. That's the weird thing. He buries the hats. I don't remember that. Yeah, like, like there's a part where like he well, they're just like out there because they don't know it's a yeah. cloning machine at first. Yeah, they're, they so just like, walk through the forest and there's a thousand hats. Yeah, exactly. Just bury them. Just bury the no, people. sell those hats, man. <laughs> bury the people. <laughs> Yeah, then why are they using that cloning machine for magic? They could do all kinds of cool things with that cloning machine. See, that's the thing that I heard about Jurassic Park too. Like what? Jurassic, think about it. They've cloned, they have perfected the cloning process. And what do they do with it? Make dinosaurs. They, they, they dinosaurs for entertainment. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they could like fix cancer. <laughs> yeah. What do we do with it? Ah, let's make dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> People need more of that. They don't need food. <laughs> they don't need literally anything else. It's like yeah. the last thing you should clone is like this extinct animal. Yeah. You crazy people. What are you doing? See, there's magic. You're just like, oh, I could save people with this. Oh, oh, a cloning machine. Let's put on a magic show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, idiots. I did like the twist, though. When I found out it was the guy. Oh, yeah. I love that twist. I love a twist where it's right in front of you the whole time. And, and that's why the girl didn't know yeah like that's why she's like you only love me half the time or like when he says i love you she's like you don't mean it this time it's because he didn't mean it because he was the other brother it's great i love it um, that was when i like christian bale though you don't like him anymore dude says crazy stuff he said noah or he said moses was a horrible man <laughs> <laughs> it's because he was so in character for that movie that i didn't watch that was a horrible movie. <laughs> i didn't watch it because it didn't look very good. If you are a Christian person, do not watch that movie. If you're not a Christian person, don't watch that movie. But They're also, they cast bad. like white people to be like the Pharaoh and Moses. And that takes no, no, place the, in... the Pharaoh's not. Pharaoh. I thought it was Joel Egerton from it is. Great Britain. Or no, he's Australian. There you go. So he's not from. 
He's a white guy from Australia. I, mean. I thought he was. I thought he was an Arabic guy. I don't think so. He's the. He uncle. looks Arabic. Brown face. Cancel. Oh, don't worry. Hollywood already didn't like that movie, so yeah, it's not getting a sequel. Is there a sequel to the Moses story? Yeah, what they make it? it to the Promised Land. Oh, yes. <laughs> There's a movie about them wandering in the desert for forty years. <laughs> Man, this movie's long. <laughs> Just forty more movies. <laughs> Worst franchise ever. Okay, let's see. Number what are four. we on? On number four? Yes. How long is it going for? 37 minutes? Not bad. That's pretty good for doing it twice. <laughs> <laughs> I regret my number four entry already since we have pointed out other things that I would rather talk about. <laughs> but I put it, it's in pen and I can't erase it. Okay. It's Sphere by Michael Crichton. Sphere? Oh, it's always a good movie. I haven't actually seen the movie. I'm talking about the book, sorry. Oh, I only saw the movie. Yeah. So the reason why I should... Do they, do they still have the same thing? The same where she like... uh, Time doesn't like... It's for just like it drops. Like the sphere season just drops. And it's only for 30 seconds. It's only for a few quick seconds. She so doesn't go anywhere. But then they're like... The, clo- the, the camera in the sphere yeah. has been running for like three hours. There's Yeah, it's something <laughs> like that. Like... I couldn't remember all the details and I read the synopsis online, but I like, I remember the things I remember about that book are, it was really intense and there was lots of twists and it was like a page turner. Like I couldn't put it down, but I don't remember all of the details, but it's also, it was written like it's one of his earlier books. I'm pretty sure it was before Jurassic park, but it's not, it doesn't feel dated. Like it's still like you can read it and it still feels like a current it's, book. It was a good I I, I liked I liked the movie. Because yeah I like that. Part. But like the basic concept of like they can create things with their mind after using the power of the sphere that's still there. But they don't know it and they're trying to figure out why all these things are happening. That's great. Wait, that did not happen in the movie. It didn't? Yeah it did because I've seen clips of the movie. So the Oh maybe it did. Maybe it's an understand what is it Lawrence Fishburne? Is he the Oh wait, no! I'm thinking. I'm thinking of a different movie. Oh, what are you thinking of? The one where they build the 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 alien send a spaceship for them to build, and they oh contact. Oh yeah. Now I know what you're talking about. <laughs> that's what I was. That's thinking a good of. movie too. I haven't read the book, but yeah, I that's, that's what about. I was thinking. Yeah, of. Yeah, <laughs> she drops, and it's only a few seconds. But and he's like, yeah, that's not the one that disturbs me. It's the one the clock in her in her sphere that's been running for like all this time, and you're like. What? Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah. That's one of those great, like, because so, Carl Sagan wrote that and he's like this super scientist. And like he was writing his magnum opus, which is Contact, I believe. Mm. And it's all about like how, um, like it's, it's a, like a, like it's all about faith. Like you can't prove it. Yeah. And it, I just love that. When a scientist has a chance, a blank check to write whatever he wants, he writes about faith. It's interesting. It's interesting. Well, you can't prove it. Well, you just have to believe me. That's true. You but can't s- prove it. Yes, yeah, Sphere was something different. Yes, yeah, I, I never, I've never seen Sphere. Oh, you haven't seen the movie either. I can't remember. I think Lawrence. It's a horror, right? Or is it like they a- probably tried to do it as a horror because there's like giant squids and stuff. Mm. It's good though. Mm. You should read it. It's it's one of his. Better books. 
but I have another one on the, on the list we'll talk about later. Ooh, okay. okay, top three. Are you ready? Ready. So for my top three, because I have three different categories that I love the most, and so I just picked my favorite one of each three categories. Mm-hmm. So Star Wars, Star Trek, and then my favorite book. Okay. So, but I'm going to start with number three. My least favorite of the categories, but still in my top three, is Star Trek. So my favorite Star Trek content. So you could have talked about DS9 right here. I could have, but I'm talking about something else now because I'm an idiot. <laughs> no, the truth is I'm not talking about it now because I watched DS9 as an adult and I'm like, no, I can't watch this. <laughs> really? Uh, you can't watch DS9 now? No, I can't watch science fiction TV from the 90s because I have to be doing something else because I can't. It doesn't hold my attention. Um, is uh, Star Trek Four: The Journey Home. Do you know? Are you familiar with that one? I am familiar with that one. That's the one where they have to save the whales. One of the worst ones? <laughs> oh, man. It's the best one. I picked it deliberately because it's the funniest Star Trek, and I love it. You could, so have picked, you could have picked Star Trek Wrath of Khan. No. Or Star Trek uh, The Final... Or, no, the... Don't the, say the Final new, Frontier. The New Frontier? Is it the... No, uh, Number six? Und- Undiscovered Country. Oh, Undiscovered Country. Which is the That's end of good. the Cold War, and you pick <laughs> Star Trek Four. No, it's great. <laughs> Star Trek Four is great. It's so funny. Okay. It's such a it's such a gamble, and it works. Everything about it works. It's so good. It is. I do like when they go to the uh, San Francisco and like yeah. uh, the guys swearing and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> just gives oh, them yeah. Even when I was a kid, my because there's way more swearing in that one because they're like learning about swearing, and my parents still let me watch it. It's great, <laughs> all the co- colorful metaphors at Spock's. It's so good. Um, yeah, I just love it, and it's one of the only Star Trek movies, the only Star Trek movie without the Enterprise in it. One person said this, like on my mission. Somebody said this, and I never thought of this too. When the probe comes and is trying to talk to the whales that aren't don't exist anymore, mm-hmm. that line that said, "Who they're like? Oh, they're not talking to us." And he's like, "Who says they're coming to talk to you?" That's a very human thing to think. That is, yeah, absolutely. That's a cool <laughs> idea, isn't it? Yeah, because it's like because we're arrogant. We're like, "Oh, what? They come talk to us? We're the highest yeah, life form here." That's awesome. See, <laughs> this is awesome science fiction content. And then having to figure out that it's whales, it's great. It's fantastic. It's great. It's it, it's the funniest one. Uh, as the mom from Seventh Heaven is one of the people. Does it? Yeah, she's the main girl. That's the mom from Seventh Oh, yeah. yeah. That's the mom from Seventh Heaven. <laughs> that's the only one that uh, Kirk doesn't the girl. Yeah. Because she can't come back. Well, she does come back. No. She comes to the future with him. No. Yeah, she does. She gets on the Klingon ship with him. I thought she didn't come. No, she does. She joins Starfleet. Oh. But she's not in any of the other movies. Yeah. But I think it's the best. It caps off that trilogy of Wrath of Khan, Search for Spock, and Voyage Home. It's great. Okay. I love it. All right. It's one of my go-tos. Also, one of these things you have to realize about me is I'm the hipster. So I can't pick like the most popular one. I have to pick the cool one. Mm. <laughs> so I can't pick Rathacon, even though it's right. <laughs> I have to pick the Voyage Home because it's funny. 
Okay, number two is my favorite science fiction book. This isn't true. That's the one I, in the moment when I was writing this list, <laughs> is my favorite science fiction book. And I, anyway, it's Timeline by Michael Crichton. Dude, you don't even have Dune on this list? No. All right. So I didn't like it that much. Okay. I mean, it's classic science fiction and I read it, but it was a struggle to get through. <laughs> it's It's old. And there's a lot of like, there's no hand-holding in Dune. It's just like, this is the history of our families. And it's like, okay, well, let's get to the point. Two hours later. <laughs> yeah, that's what it felt like. I was like, oh my gosh. That's why I'm excited for the movie, because like, I need this modernized. Like, If it ever comes out, man. Oh, yeah. Have they said the release date? No. <laughs> it's never going to happen. So, a timeline. Have you read that, Michael Crichton? No. It's awesome. The movie is no good as paul walker in it dude is paul walker like before he was a thing is he like in in a car with dom no like family no he doesn't <laughs> drive a car even once it's ridiculous um it's probably after too fast too furious because he's not wearing like the triple x clothes that are way too <laughs> way too big for him it's after that but he's still in like a t-shirt and jeans and the the sneakers and stuff but, like, the book, I remember because my parents saw that movie before me. And when they came home, I kept, like, saying, well, is this part in it? They're like, no, is this part in it? No, is this part in it? No. Like, all my favorite parts in the book just weren't in the movie. <laughs> I'm like, I don't even want to see that movie. <laughs> I was so disappointed. That book, the book is great. Like, the, um, they, they deal with, like, the, like, the actual cultural aspects of time travel. Like, because they time travel back to... I can't remember the year, but there there's English people there, but it's so far in the back that it's like old English and they can only kind of understand them because the mm. language has changed so much. I thought that was really cool because they that's never a thing in time travel. They always go back and everyone can speak English for some reason and don't have bad teeth. Yeah, and don't have bad teeth. Like we're not making, we're not making out with people in there. Oh yeah, I think that every time someone kisses in an old movie or like an old timey, I'm like, that'd be so stinky. Yeah, no, thank you. No hygiene. <laughs> but timeline. If you haven't read it, you should read it. I love that book. It's okay. good times. My number one. My number one. Maybe I did it to be antagonistic. Star it's Wars. Number one Star Wars movie is. The Last Jedi. Dude, whatever. <laughs> no, I have that written. I'm not even yanking your chain. Look, it says Last Jedi. Number one. That's my favorite science fiction content. I think you're just saying that. No, I really like that movie. <laughs> no, I don't I don't disagree that you don't like that movie, but to say it's better than Empire Strikes Back. Yes, I was saying that. The Return of the Jedi? Oh, don't even get me started on Return of the Jedi. A which is a good movie. Yes. <laughs> That's just because it started it. Mandalorian? Yes. <laughs> the Clone Wars? I, I'm aware of TV? all the other properties. <laughs> you don't, oh, it's way better than Clone Wars. Come on, The man. TV show? Yeah. The Bad Batch? It's better than The Bad Batch. You are. That throne room scene? That's great. You okay? That's a good cuisine. Yeah. See, people. There are some people, myself included, but there's other people I've heard it from think that that's one of the best scenes in Star Wars. No. What? 
Yes, it is. No. It's great, man. You know what? It is great, but I wouldn't say it's the best. What's better? Like when... uh, You got me thinking. Oh, yeah, because you don't have something at the top of your head? Because... Because it's the best. It's already at the top of your head. It is not the best. I would have to say the one in um, Rogue One when they when Dar- f- the Darth Vader thing. No, 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 no. Oh. When he fight, when the guy fights, takes the, on all the all the of the stormtroopers. Ah, uh, yeah, man. Like with a stick. He does it with a stick. He didn't need the force. That's not better <laughs> than that throne room scene. It's good, man. I maintain that it's the best story. Well, on the best like characters and the best dialogue. Well, on that note, <laughs> we will end this. One of these days, we'll have a last Jedi debate. Oh, we are. We're gonna bring a guest, our friend. Uh, I was gonna say Zach, but his name's not Zach. It's <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know Zach. Uh, why can Why am I blanking in his name? Which Chuck? Oh, Chuck. Chuck. Okay, I was like, Chuck I don't know which like, I was like, why am I blanking in this? Jack Ackroyd. You know Star Wars better than I do. Did Scott listen to our first episode where we mentioned him? Uh, I don't know. After her awesome. Yeah, I do. Now we have to tell Chuck to listen to this episode. We do. But catch our next one where I do my top tens. And, and they're all The Last Jedi. Every <laughs> single one. All the reasons you love The Last Jedi. No. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs>